Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Porch community, and welcome to episode 106 of the 167 Podcast. I'm Shannon Patterson, the lead pastor here at the Porch Community Church. And as always, I'm with my good friend, our media pastor, Josh Harrell. Hey, Josh. Hey, Shannon. How's it going? I about said Josh Harrell, our lead pastor. And I was like, well, I just said that. So who knows? Yeah. yeah. No, I'm it's not. It's going good. It's going good. <clears throat> How about you? Um, it's going pretty good. Uh, yeah. We had to sneak out of the office and leave my kid <laughs> with uh, Kristen so we could come record. Yes, yes, yes. Don't you love the sniffles? Oh, man. And the no. How long were you in the doctor's office yesterday, you said? Like four hours. That's ridiculous. So that's craziness. That's yeah. crazy talk. That's crazy. Um, so I was, about to, I was about to mention we've got a little, maybe a little background serenade going. Yeah, you might hear a little but, bit of guitar. Uh, I think you just stopped. I don't know. But Justin I don't, was in there strumming. I don't know if he's done. Yeah, he was in there strumming in the auditorium, so <clears throat> uh, sounded sounded good. Yeah. Yeah, he, I I can't. I have a guitar. I can't play it. I have a bass that I have not played. My husband got it for Christmas for me last year. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's almost Christmas again. Right. Yeah. I think I should sell it. <laughs> you can't even play "Smoke on the Water" yet. <laughs> no. No, I did learn do, to play that do, on. Do, I did learn do, to play do, that do, on do, the acoustic do. guitar when I was like twelve. Yeah. Yeah. So if that says anything. Um. <clears throat> so we are. Uh. Oh, hey. So a little, a little bit of a change. Yes. For this coming Sunday, mm-hmm. December fourth. Yep. We've been calling it Food Truck Sunday. Well, let's just drop the truck. Yep. And it's just Food Sunday. I mean, if you have a truck, <laughs> you can still call it that. Yeah. Yeah. But there will be no food trucks selling food. I did not realize how difficult it is to try and book food trucks this time of year for a Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon kind of thing. It's it's hard. So we said you know what let's let's forget trying to find the trucks and let's just bring some good food to us so we're gonna have some woodstack barbecue yep and some other good stuff and we're asking people hey if you want to bring dessert to share bring a dessert sunday you don't have to but you can and lunch is free yep so do that you can Mm -hmm. hang out after church and we will have some barbecue sandwiches and beans and whatever whatever randy makes chips and all the good stuff so um this Sunday after church, we're going to do that. And if you want to bring a dessert to share, bring that. That'd yes, be great. that'd be great. That'd be wonderful. So I just look forward to the time to just, you know, hang out after church and mm-hmm. um, talk to people. And I have found that I get to know, it seems like every time we do something like this, uh, I just love the opportunity to just get to talk to uh, people I haven't really talked to before. Like I've seen them and I'm like, hi, good morning. Mm-hmm. But I actually get to talk to them, know their name, and meet their kids, and you know that kind of thing. So I personally really like these things. So. Mm-hmm. I get to put a face with the back of a head, <laughs> right, right, and face with names, all those things. So I, I look forward to this Sunday after church, and I look forward to just Sunday church as well. Oh yeah, you know. So we're gonna have communion this Sunday. We've got people that are partnering in ministry, so um, it's gonna be a good day. So we started Advent. Yes. Uh, this past Sunday, the twenty seventh, and um, if if they weren't there, they yep. can go listen to your sermon mm-hmm. on Advent. But let give a quick overview of what Advent means. Advent, well, it's a Latin. It's it's from the Latin word Adventus. It means um, arriving or coming, um, and so it is the term that is used to describe uh, two aspects of Jesus. One being his first you know his human birth the mm-hmm. incarnation um him coming as the promised messiah as been as was prophesied but then also uh the uh anticipation for those of us that are living in the now mm-hmm. um for the second coming of christ when he will come and, and bring everything to fulfillment so um advent is that anticipation mm-hmm. it's the waiting um it's the it's the um recognizing the need for a savior so we talked sunday about darkness yeah um and how there is an absolute need for light Mm -hmm. and um how that's kind of really really important um so i had a gut a a gut check question i wanted to throw out there for everybody okay um is the reason that 
you love Christmas, not necessarily just you, Josh, I'm just saying this in mm-hmm. general, is the reason that you love Christmas the reason that you should love Christmas? Mm. Mm. I mean, yeah. if the answer is anything but Jesus. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And I, when I think about, like, is I'm, I'm a very nostalgic person, you know. Mm-hmm. I talked a little bit Sunday about how I love the lights at Christmas. I love the low lights in the, you know, our living room and the, just the lights of the tree on and maybe, you know, the mantle and maybe a fire mm-hmm. if it's not, you know, 85 degrees outside. Um, I just love that vibe. I love that feeling. Um, I love the movies. I love the music, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's just a very nostalgic, comforting time for me. And, yeah. and I love that. And so I, I realized that that my heart and my affections are kind of wrapped up in something. That, and I'm not saying those are bad things. But going to the question is, is the reason I love Christmas the re- reason I should really love Christmas. And there's a challenge in that for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because what what warms my heart, I guess, in regard to all, all that I just mentioned, has a lot less to do with the miracle of the incarnation mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and and the salvation of humanity. Yeah. And it has a lot more to do with that the emotional memories and and expectations of the the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and again, not saying those are bad emotional memories or expectations, but I I want to be leaning more into the miracle of the incarnation mm. and the the salvation of humanity that happens through Jesus. You yeah. Know? Um, I just like to get presents. <laughs> <laughs> See, and I think I'm 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 past that. I really I don't really mind one way or the other. But I think I think if I'm really honest with myself, when Christmas comes around, I'm totally seeking to recreate a feeling, a nostalgia mm. kind of thing. No Yeah, yeah I get that. And yeah. but for me, honestly, uh Christmas took on a whole new meaning meaning mm. when Car- when Adeline became like last year for Christmas, she was Mm-hmm. Three, mm-hmm. you know, when mm-hmm. she started understanding things, and she, and you got to watch her experience things for the, not the first time, but the first time with a brain that could comprehend it. Yeah, and then watching them kind of discover Christmas is mm-hmm. probably my favorite part of Christmas right now. Yeah, and 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 watch like Adeline. I had to I had to go play cards with your husband. You had to go. Yes, play cards. had to. Uh huh. Yep. And uh, but Adeline was like so jonesing to put up the tree that she stayed up. The entire time I was there Aww. to decorate the tree when I got back. Oh, that's sweet. You know? Yeah. Like, that's, to me right now, that that is the the best part of Christmas right now for me. Mm-hmm. And, and that, and I can't, like, I'm looking for those kind of experiences with Adeline and Caroline. Yeah. And, yeah. And getting to experience those with Kara and, like, fam, like, the yeah. really under... This is the first time, like, I really care about, like, the family aspect of mm-hmm. Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of our, um, well, soon-to-be ministry partners, as it say, one of our ministry partners, they're actually partnering in ministry this Sunday, um, but the Millers, Ronnie and Heather, I, she posted something yesterday, the day before, of, and I'm going to forget it now, but it's a it's a family Advent devotional, and... Um, and I had seen it, but I I have not read it. But I've heard really good things about it, and I was like, oh man, I wanna I wanna check it out. Um, I can't. Hmm. It's yeah, it's called Shadow and Light: A Journey into Advent, and so it's a family devotional. And like she posted some pictures of them um, having their Advent. You know, I don't know if you've seen it, but I mean, it's a great. I'm, I'm about to, this you, is really good. This you, is really good podcast. Yeah, right you lost it. Yeah. Well, anyway, they're they're reading the book and they're lighting candles, so there you go. <laughs> I don't even know why I was like, here, l- let me turn this around in a really difficult way. Uh, <laughs> I'm such a goober. Um, but, and I think those kinds of opportunities are really, really important, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me, I've got the sniffles. I mean, for, for me, I'd, like, I've been a part of this church for eight, eight-ish nine-ish years now Mm -hmm. and when i walked in i knew nothing about advent and stuff like that and i think i'm finally starting to get a little bit of a grasp about the difference between the season of advent and christmas Mm -hmm. 
yeah. and like the importance of Advent before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's I, that. And I think I'm finally starting to get it. Yeah, kind of like what I said Sunday, as far as like in the in the medieval church in the Dark mm-hmm. Ages, mm-hmm. they purposely spent the four weeks leading up to Christmas Eve kind of wading into the darkness. You know, yeah. So they talked about death and mm-hmm. hell and judgment. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, um, I don't know. So I, I guess to kind of go back to that gut gut check question, which is hard to say, um, you know, I have no, no shade thrown on anybody about loving Christmas and the nostalgia and the feelings and all those. Um, but I know for me that... I should I should love Christmas um, primarily first place mm-hmm. um, because I love God. Yeah. I mean I know that's like a duh. Um, I should love um, you know the light of Christmas. You know since it's Christmas lights is our our series theme because God sent His glory you know wrapped in flesh. Mm-hmm. Um, dwelt among us so that that sin would no longer have a rule over our life. Yeah. Um, so, and you think about the first Christmas. I mean, the whole reason, one of the reasons we're calling this the light of Christmas, and you see it even in that opening, the bumper, bumper video we yeah. play, is this that how lights played such an important part to the first Christmas. Christmas you mm-hmm. know, with the the star, the angels did this dazzling yeah, light yeah. show, and you know, the shepherds, uh, they they were overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, the wise men saw a bright light and in the sky, and they went. And so, um, you know, I, I want Christmas. Uh, I want to love Christmas for the right reasons. I, I want to love Christmas uh, in the right um, uh, place. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the better yeah. way of saying that. I want I want it to be first, and, and so that's a challenge for me. And that and that's what's so important about Advent is that it really like preps our heart. Yeah. And our mind to be where we need to be for mm-hmm. Christmas. And that's why I think this Advent reading mm-hmm. plan that you uh, released on Sunday, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk talk about the first of it th- today, really um, starts that preparing your heart and mind for the, the real reason of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Not not shunning the other things, but but when we come into the house of God that we are focused and that when we're, mm-hmm. when we're work, dealing with our family or we're doing stuff, that we have Christ as the center of why we're doing these things because he is the reason why we're doing any of it. Right, right. And and to have the scriptural focus of of all of these things that so many things uh, creep into Christmas, into, I would say, the secular Christmas that's all around us. Yeah. So many scriptural things creep into it that a lot of people don't even realize it. I mean, just the songs themselves. If you really stop and break down the the um the words to a lot of the Christmas hymns. I mean, they are steep with mm-hmm. with um you know this theological significance. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people are just like I'm just gonna sing this song about joy. And, yeah. You know? it, <laughs> and and there's certain like acts that are known for singing Christmas songs. And you love Mariah Carey, don't you? No. Um, but like you see these certain acts that are known for singing Christmas songs, but almost they're known for singing the Christian Christmas songs, like yeah. uh, "Mary, Did You Know" and stuff like that. Yes. And then you go, "Why are y'all singing that?" <laughs> you know, and you just go, "Maroon mm. Five, why are you singing Mary, Did You Know'?" Yeah, you know, like <laughs> I don't know why I said Maroon Five. <laughs> there, theirs would be a kick butt version though. Yeah, I'm sure it would be. <laughs> Like Metallica doing like Joy to the World. <laughs> Actually, oh, I don't know. That could be pretty legitimate. <laughs> wow. We'll but check that. But yeah, like you. But they're singing these songs without even understanding the con- yeah. like the weight of the words that they're singing. Yeah. Like they're pro- proclaiming God's greatness with without even intending to. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, but it's just there's so much that's in it. But I, I think having you know what. The, the reading plan I put together um, is I just wanted us to just be intentional about, you've already said it, but taking that, you know, however, it could be, you know, a minute or two um, or more to read God's word in relation to that day and this season and just kind of preparing our hearts, which is what Advent is about. It's that preparation for you know, receiving. So, mm-hmm. so you had this really wonderful idea, which is to basically take um, the scriptures that have 
been in the reading plan thus far and for us to just share them uh you know read through it maybe um and we'll kind of share our insights that we have gleaned so far yeah. from the reading so mm-hmm. um now i will say that for a lot of advent reading plans they you know some of them start on december 1st and go through the 24th so there's 24 days and then there's the four sundays of of advent as well and they they each have a reading so what i did for um this reading plan is i wanted to start on sunday with the 27th so Mm -hmm. we had four days in november before this started so i took basically the four different sunday themes and i just put them in at the beginning oh okay doing this is kind of the overview of the whole thing and then oh okay yep that makes sense so you'll you'll see the um the theme show up so um, so if you read these four, you you know what's going to happen on the Sunday. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say they're the theme for the sermon. I mean, they'll, the, they'll probably the Sunday show up. of Advent. Uh, the Sunday of Advent. That's right. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, here's your, Sunday. Here we go. So, Romans chapter thirteen, eleven through fourteen. It says, "This is all the more urgent, for you know how late it is. Time is running out." Wake up, for our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. Now, what we need to remember is this is Romans. Mm-hmm. This is Paul writing. Right. This is Jesus has already been here. Mm-hmm. He has uh, he has died. Um, he is resurrected, and he is now ascended. Mm-hmm. He is back in the heavenly realms. The Holy Spirit has come and is now doing the work in the church in right. the lives of people. So, what Paul is writing about here is about the second coming of Christ, mm-hmm. which is still part of the advent. It's still part of this expectation of his return. So you can read this and go, oh, yeah, we're in that expectation of baby Jesus. Well, this is in the expectation of the risen, resurrected uh, Jesus. And advent talks about the second coming just as much as it does the first coming. Yeah, it, the, yeah, the emphasis is on the, the um, completion of it all, which we'll right. talk about shalom um, this Sunday in peace. Gotcha. So, okay. So, um, verse 12, Romans 13, the night is almost gone. The day of salvation will soon be here. So remove your dark deeds like dirty clothes and put on the shining armor of right living. I'm reading the new living translation, by the way. Yeah, I figured you would. So I have all my yeah. NLT as well. <laughs> because we belong to the day. So, you know, we t- we've been talking about light. So mm-hmm. you can, you can transfer this light and darkness here because we belong to the day. We must live decent lives for all to see. Don't participate in the darkness of wild parties and drunkenness or in sexual promiscuity and immoral living or in quarreling and jealousy. Instead, Clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ and don't let yourself think about ways to indulge your evil desires. I mean, there is light and darkness right there. Mm -hmm. That is light and dark. And you talking about this Sunday about you can choose to live in the Mm -hmm. light or you can choose to live in the dark. Yep. 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 I got several um, memes Sunday. Memes? Memes. Yeah. Memes. Were they memes? Yeah. What what uh, memes? They were leg lamp memes. You know, I, um, because I had a for those that don't know, I had a lamp on the stage. It was just a regular lamp, and I kept turning the switch on and off depending on what I was talking about. And I got a leg lamp right pretty much then, and then I got a couple other leg lamps as the day went on. Yeah, I'm kind of <laughs> like we were sitting there in the booth, and then we. We missed an opportunity to have a leg lamp on stage. I, that would have been very distracting and it would have, not been the point of the message. But <laughs> was, me and Evan Rourke were like, I can't believe we missed this. No, I'm glad that you missed it. So we'll just let the lamp be the, the thing. <laughs> um, yeah, so we talked about light and darkness and that reality. And so and you read this in Romans 13, and so there is this... Um, it's saying, hey, get ready. I mean, get get ready. It's, it's happening it's, quicker yeah. than you think. Yeah. So... It is, you read the, the preparation of it all. Mm-hmm. So, um, Romans 15. Yep. Let me switch tabs. <laughs> oh, well, what do you want to, do you want to throw anything more in there on Romans 13? Sorry. I just kind of jumped ahead. From no, I, I mean, to me, because I read this after your sermon, mm-hmm. it just echoes what you were saying right. in your sermon about living the fullest life you can in the light and not living in your sin in the darkness 
mm-hmm. because you're either going to live in Christ in the light or you're going to hide yourself in the darkness with your sin <sighs> to me. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I, I'm sighing because the, I've said this a billion hundred thousand times, 400 plus one times, um, <laughs> is it, we have, it's a journey of faith. Mm-hmm. And so we wander into the darkness. Oh, yeah. You know, you and I know this very mm-hmm. well. Our stage in the auditorium, <laughs> we have what we call... Light butts. The light butts or the butt shadows, whichever yeah. you want to call them. And it's because of the way of the lights that they come down, that they create, they cross over, and there's yeah. there's lighter and darker parts of it. And there is a tendency for most people that don't normally stand on the stage... And even if they do, is they wander into the darkness. Well, and the reason they do that is so a light's not in their eyes. Correct. They don't necessarily go into the pitch black. They move until there is that light, as we call it, the light butt, because the uh, the two yep. round things overlap, and so it looks like a butt. And, and if you're on the perimeters of the lights, uh-huh. they're not directly in your eyes. Yeah. So um, we've probably really ruined a lot. Uh, for a lot of people going forward because they're just going to look on the stage and be like light butts yeah so uh <laughs> when we're when we're having our think tank meeting uh-huh. and i was talking to my table and they're like <laughs> i was talking about the light butts and they're like i've never noticed them oh great and so he came back to me the next day and was like now i can't see them <laughs> Can't unsee that that shadow butt on. And so it was it was just reassuring that like the things I'm (laughs) paranoid about most people don't see. Sometimes they'll see, yeah. So the point being of mentioning that is that whether sometimes without even realizing it, we just take that little sidestep over into where there's some there's some uh, shading over my eyes. Mm -hmm. Getting shady. And (laughs) I mean, so transfer that over into our spiritual lives and how easily we do that. We just take a little sidestep over. Well, and see, it's not it, like the sidestep isn't the issue. Like that, that's, that's a thing in itself. But then when we get there, we feel like, Oh, I'm not worthy of going back to the light. Mm. And then, and then we just go and then we just stay there because we've, mm-hmm. we've just, God's just sick of, sick of me. Which is, yeah, not true. Not true, but like, but, yeah. but we get into our heads that of shame. Light. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. when we step into the darkness, it feels comfortable because what we've just done mm-hmm. to us is hidden. Right. And 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 if we stay there, it stays hidden. Which is like not true at all. Num- right, and it's like the number one, um, you know, tool of the enemy, weapon yep. of the enemy yep. to go. Oh yeah, you should just just stay here. You know, which is why one of the reasons, like Sunday, I was like, "Look, go to the altar, like go, mm-hmm. make that you know that, uh, you know sometimes that response, the physical movement of our body is in effect like a spiritual movement. Like mm-hmm. by my getting up and moving right now and going to that altar to kneel and pray, is in in every sense of the word, it's like me, you know, saying to God, I'm I'm walking towards you mm-hmm. and away from." And, and that response to mm-hmm. him. And you, know. and you have to avoid the deciding to give up fighting that battle and going, this is just who I am. Right. This is who I am or this is too difficult or, yeah, yeah. yeah. So That's for sure. I know that was kind of a rabbit hole for rabbit trail. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on, a rabbit on, hole. We're just here down here in the rabbit hole. On this verse. But, I mean, <laughs> it, it, like, it, it really just talks about, like, I mean, Living in the light versus living in the dark. Mm-hmm. And, and, Get ready. And what that means. Yep. Because it, it it's a whole lot, there's a whole lot more in the Bible talking about light and darkness than just this. And mm-hmm. when I read read this, it just brought up other things about the Bible talking about light and darkness and yep. all that. Yeah. And like the narrow path and the all that. You know, it when you talk about something so polarizing as uh, night and day mm-hmm. and light and dark, you know, it, you know, it brings into the whole like, is everything black and white, you know? <laughs> and it talks about like everything in the Bible talking about following me or you're doing everything but following mm-hmm. me, you mm-hmm. know? And yeah. that, that's what this brought up for me. Yeah. If you're not in the light, you're in the darkness. Yeah, if you're if you're not in the light, you're not on the straight and narrow path, mm-hmm. you're 
you're not letting me light your path, you know? As you said last week in our Thanksgiving, special Thanksgiving edition is I'm going to spit out lukewarm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Be- and think about it. I don't like lukewarm food. Do you like lukewarm food? I, I don't mind. It de- Well, it depends on what the food is. Like, I'll I don't eat, mind it. I'll eat pizza cold. Mm-hmm. I'll eat pizza hot. That's true. I don't really like lukewarm pizza. I don't like room temperature pizza. And have you ever had a lukewarm hot dog? Um, yes. And they're gross. I mean, yeah. I do I, like lukewarm. Uh, this is going to... People are going to... I like... Mac, I don't mind macaroni and cheese at room temperature. Hmm. <laughs> it's congealed. Yes. So, and, and this is a per Like, this is completely off the rails, but like... <laughs> We've been off the rails. It's when, fine. When we talk about Jesus spitting you out because you're lukewarm... <laughs> I've always pictured him spitting out a lukewarm hot dog because oh. that is, to me, one of the grossest things. Because it wasn't kosher? No, because oh. it's lukewarm. Oh, okay. Because no one, because I know people that eat cold hot dogs. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, know, I used to eat those all the time. And I know people that eat hot hot dogs. H- hence the name. Yeah. Yeah. No one, <laughs> like no one in my life has ever gone, I'm going to wait until this hot dog gets to room temp <laughs> and then I'm going to enjoy it. To me, a lukewarm hot dog is one of the, like, it's right up there with mayonnaise for How me. How do you feel about this? I'm pretty passionate <laughs> to the fact that my visualization of Jesus spitting someone out lukewarm, it's a lukewarm hot dog. Wow. Yeah. And that has been my perception since I'm like five and I'm 30 and I still hold to that imagery. Wow. That's a good one. Thank you for sharing that. Yes. Well, the second reading of this, I love that. Uh, Romans 15, uh, starting in verse 4, it says, um, excuse me, such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us. And the scriptures give us hope and encouragement. And here's the word, you listen to these words of Advent, these Advent phrases, Josh. Mm -hmm. It says, uh, and the scriptures give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently. For God's promises to be fulfilled. As we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. May God... Okay, by the way... uh, Well, I'll read it and I'll tell you about this passage. May God, who gives this patience and encouragement, help you live in complete harmony with each other. So there's that completeness you're talking about. It's not Mm -hmm. like in between. Yeah. As is fitting for followers of Christ Jesus. Then all of you can join together with one voice giving praise and glory to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 15, 5 and 6 have um, all often been um, a passage that I use in weddings that I do. Um, to I say it to the bride and the groom um, as, a, as a blessing is that may God, who gives this patience and encouragement, help you live in complete harmony with each mm-hmm. other, as is fitting for followers of Jesus Christ. Then, then you can join together with one voice, giving praise and glory to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know. That's just always one of those those uh, verses. Okay, um, verse seven. Therefore, all right. So this, so um, this has been taught it's been written it's it's there to give us encouragement as we wait patiently it's been taken out of context (laughs) and then verse seven therefore accept each other just as christ has accepted you so that god will be given glory remember that christ came as a servant to the jews to show that god is true to the promise he made to their ancestors so that was the fulfillment of prophecy the coming Mm -hmm, messiah mm -hmm. all of that there Verse 9, he also came so that the Gentiles might give glory to God for his mercies to them. Praise the Lord, because that's you and me, Josh. Yep. That is what the psalmist meant when he wrote, For this I will praise the you among the Gentiles. I will sing praises to your name. And in another place it's written, Rejoice with his people, you Gentiles. And yet again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Praise him, all you people of the earth. And in another place Isaiah said, the heir to David's throne will come, and he will rule over the Gentiles. They will place their hope on him. This is the second reading, hope being mm-hmm. one of the themes mm-hmm. of Advent. And then verse 13 says this, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Um, yeah, 
thoughts? What are you going to say? So for me, that would... what Because we're also in a weird... Like we're in, we're in the Advent season, but we're also in this, at least in this area of the country, we're in a runoff election. Oh, no. We're I'm not, not, no. I'm, I'm not getting political. <laughs> I know you're but not. But <laughs> what, it, what it says. Let's pause the yeah. uh, podcast, the episode, and let's hear from two candidates who hate each other. Yeah. Because they're not filled with the joy of the Lord. <laughs> and and if, <sighs> if everyone was filled with the joy of the Lord our focus would be the same on glorifying Jesus through everything we do. Mm. And there wouldn't be, like, I, I assume there yeah. would probably be disagreements on how we did that. Oh, yeah. But yeah. there wouldn't be knockout dragouts trying to throw people through the mud, mm-hmm. you know, because God's not glorified in that. What? You know, but, like, <laughs> and, and that's one thing that, that this uh, passage really spoke to me. It was like, if we're filled with the joy of the Lord, mm-hmm. And and we're glorifying God. We wouldn't have the we wouldn't have to deal with all the hate that we deal with. Oh well, that's for definite. You There's know? no doubt and, about and, that. And it just kind of you're, you're going to be living in the hope and the joy of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, like I I know that sounds like it's almost like kindergarten theology, but when you when you really like that's easy to teach kids, mm-hmm. but we don't do that as adults. No, we don't. And and. And it's easier to teach kids than it is yeah. uh, to practice that as adults. There's no doubt about it. Um, yeah, we, we can we can try to teach. Adults are always more difficult to teach than, than kids. So and and that was like is it it's kind of like yeah duh theology, but for for I, me listen. for me practicing it, <laughs> it hit hard. Uh, I am I'm finding something, Josh. And maybe it's an age thing. I'm sure it probably is. I don't know how else to say that because it's the age I am. But it seems like the older I get and the more I read and the more I study, the more I lean towards no-duh theology. Yeah. Because I think we try to convolute it. We try to make things... Um, not that not that doing deep study and you know hermeneutical study and to understand you know the backgrounds and the, and the languages and all that are not helpful. I like that. I kind of nerd out on that. Mm-hmm. But so often when it comes to the scriptures, you can just look at two, three, four sentences and just be like, "Here it is," mm-hmm. and it's like, "No duh." I mean, well, there's. It- well, yeah, go. and like I used to like I used to hide in like going through like deep theological discussions with mm-hmm. people and like mm-hmm. is it a new earth or an old earth like are we living in has the uh rapture already happened and right. let, let's talk about all this stuff mm-hmm. and then and then you go well how do you love your neighbor right and you go oh i don't want to talk about that let's yeah. talk let's talk about this stuff yeah let's talk about the stuff that there is no answer for yeah yeah, I, I, for sure. Um, you know, there was, um, I, you could go back, I don't remember the episodes, but there was a good chunk of episodes there where I, I was talking a lot about leadership and we were talking about women leadership and we were talking about um, uh, denominations and, uh, you know, like theological stance, you know, Arminianism and yeah. Calvinism and stuff. And that was really interesting to me, but I found that my focus was really kind of shifting off of what was like important mm-hmm, like primary mm-hmm, and it was mm-hmm. starting to get secondary and then tertiary and all that and i was like and i have i have and you you know this i have notes and notes and notes on stuff that we never got to and i was like i, I don't want to go there anymore it's not important yeah it's not important mm-hmm. um like it, it doesn't it doesn't matter for kingdom stuff it's yeah. not important i want to go back to that point of the no duh that you said because verse 13 of romans chapter 15 this to me, and, and, and maybe it's just like, it's just showing, it's a, it's what I know I need, Shannon needs, so it speaks to me. But, so Paul writes, I pray that God, the source of hope, so that's good news for us, right? Yep. Will fill you completely with joy and peace. And then here's the part that I see, and I'm like, this is the no duh. This is the part I have to play. He says that he will fill you completely with joy and peace because... You trust in him. Mm. I see a responsibility there on my part. I've got to trust in him. That is an act. That is a mindset. That is a discipline. That is um, an intentionality on my part. I've got to, I played that part. 
I've got to trust in him. Yep. And the moment I don't, guess what's going to be, uh, I'm going to sense is absent in my life, mm-hmm. joy mm-hmm. and peace. And, and that yes, God, God is still the source of hope. God still is, is joy and peace. But if I'm not trusting in him, I'm not, um, I'm not receiving the fullness of what he has to offer. And so, I mean, if anyone's ever listened to me do even probably one message, you will hear this a lot. And I might not ever say the actual words, but it will show up. Personal responsibility mm-hmm. in, in, our, in our journey of faith, in our faith walk, it's, it's, we got to have it. Yep. We've got to have it. Um, and so, you know, we, we, we have got, and I say we, I mean, each of us individually as believers have got to take that responsibility. So when I read Romans 15, 13, I see my responsibility is to trust in him because the promise then is the second part of that verse. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy spirit. But when I don't have trust in him, mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. world's shaken. My yep. foundation is shaken. It shouldn't be, but it is. Yep. And so and I, I didn't have that planned in my notes. We just have the scriptures right here in front of us, but um, I just see that over and over again. And, you know, here being the 167 and we want to help equip people, that's something I just want to remind everyone of is like we have, we need to put action into, investment into our, our faith walk, which is why uh, we made the Advent reading plan available. Here's yeah. just another tool mm-hmm. to give to you um, to, to walk through this season. Yep. All right. Do you want to read Matthew 11 or you want me to? I mean, I will. <laughs> you sound excited. <laughs> Matthew eleven two through 10. John the Baptist, who was in prison, heard about all the things the Messiah was doing. So he sent his disciples to ask Jesus, Are you the Messiah we've been expecting, or should we keep looking for someone else? <laughs> I, lo- I love that. Like, hey, look. Are look, you we've it? Been, we've been looking for a Messiah, and you kind of seem like you're ticking some of the boxes here. Um, you're not quite what we thought it was going to be, but... Um, are you the guy? You or know? do we need to keep looking? I mean, yeah, we've, you know, we'll keep moseying on down the road. Yeah. But, you know, I, I really like that. Yeah. Um, Jesus told them, go back to John and tell him what you've heard and seen. The blind see, the lame walk, those with leprosy are cured, the deaf hear and the dead are raised to life, and the good news is being preached to the poor. Okay. And- well, let's just stop there. Okay. That's a lot. Um. <laughs> Go back to John the Baptist is who they're talking about, right? Yeah. Go back and tell him what you've seen and heard, heard and seen, and 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 then the list. It's like yeah. the blind see, okay, that's a miracle. The lame walk, miracle. Um, yeah, those with leprosy are cured, miracle. The deaf can hear, miracle. The dead are raised to life, <laughs> and then the best part, and the good news is being preached to the poor. Yeah, that, um, yeah. The good news to the poor. That, That's probably the most important part. Yeah, and I could really that that is a that is a a message right there in yeah. and of itself. There's some like the social context behind that is mm-hmm. is huge because you had to be like a certain stature to to go. Yeah, but you the whole the whole concept of well, you don't deserve good. You're you're just you're a commodity. Yeah, you're like cattle. You're a slave you know, to, to yeah to the lower. Mm-hmm you know, casts to the, you know, go on the, the fifth floor of the, the bottom of the ship, you know, yeah. like you, you like might Leo, like Leo, DiCaprio, just like Leo DiCaprio. Yep. Just like him. There's room on the door. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there was room. All right. Sorry. <laughs> we digress. All right. Verse six. All right. Where? Yeah. And, and he added, God blesses those who do not fall away because of me. Okay. Mm. So that, that's like his yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. As, as John's disciples were leaving, Jesus began talking about him to the crowds. What kind of man did you go into the wilderness to see? Was he a weak reed, swayed by every breath of the wind? Mm. Or were you expecting to see a man dressed in expensive clothes? Yes, they were. No, people with expensive clothes live in palaces. Were you looking for a prophet? Yes, and he is more than a prophet. John is the man to whom the scriptures refer when they say, Look, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, and he will prepare your your way before you. Mm-hmm. 
So that's the whole idea of preparedness and and the the coming Christ and what to expect and what does he look like and right and the he d- he's not going to look exactly like you think right so you get to the whole manger concept mm-hmm. and what does that look like so and then origin story and this also talks about like the like there was a there was a solid following that thought John the Baptist was sure. the Messiah yeah and even he, though he was like I'm not it I'm not. I'm not it, but pass me a locust. Mm-hmm. Dip it in that honey. Thanks. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. <laughs> so, so what do you get out of this? <laughs> that John the Baptist ate locusts and honey. Um, it's, it's, the, it's the preparing the way. Um, it's the recognition of, of one who doesn't look like how we think he's going to look. Um, and going back to the whole no-duh theology, we might just need to kind of coin that. You know, I don't know, trademark it. I don't know. It should be a series coming up, I no guess. No, duh, theology. But it, it really is. It's, it, you know, even then it was you expect one. Th- you would think that in 2022, with all the information that we have, and I'm talking about like mm-hmm. Jesus, yeah, um, that we would not, that our expectation of, of how he will work and move and show up in our lives um i think some, we we overcomplicate it uh, we we maybe sometimes expect him to be something that he never was intended to be like he's not a genie in a bottle you know he's not you know like the concierge if we just pray you know mm-hmm. that it you know shows up you know that kind of thing like he's not there to do what we want no and and he he is he's the, he's the messiah he's the savior of the world and um, I don't know, I guess one of the things, I, I don't know if it was really intentional on my part, or an intentional thought on my part prior to this series, uh, even as I was working on it, it really kind of came to me like, you know, Friday and Saturday before the first message was, I really want our people to be just as enamored, I don't know if that's the right word, drawn to uh, the second coming of Christ mm. as much as his, his birth, mm-hmm. um, it, as far as in the entire, in the whole Advent story. Yeah. Um, because that's the part we, we're actually living in that part. We're mm-hmm. living in the part of Christ will return. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm certainly not going to sit here and be like, he's going to return on this day and this time, you know, um, I don't, I don't, we know. don't know. <laughs> we, I don't, I don't know. That stuff. I used to believe if you said it was that day, that that made that day off limits. Yes, I did too. When I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I didn't really hardly know anything, but I, I was believing that stuff. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, so if I was going to Disney, I would say like <laughs> Jesus was coming that day. So I got to go to Disney. Yeah. You're going to Disney Thursday. So you're like, Jesus is, is yeah. coming on Thursday. <laughs> yes. Safe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, so those are the days up till now. I don't know if we looked at the. Of course, we're recording this on on a on a Tuesday. Yeah. yeah so this is all we've gone through so far. Yeah, that's right. It's all we've gone through. So that's what you get from us right now. So, <laughs> um, and we'll probably do the same next week. We'll probably do like we'll probably look at maybe maybe for our next episode we'll take um, maybe you bring like two two that mm-hmm. really stood out to yeah. you in the week and I'll do the same and yeah. they might be the same verse they, they might, might not, not be so but. I was really encouraged with, um, I mean, I've, we've got to print more um, of the reading plans. I know a lot of people now have the digital, yeah, but it, a lot of people like to have, yeah. even even people that are pretty, I mean, I'm I'm pretty much like, you know, I do everything on a tablet, you know, on, mm-hmm. on everything, but, um, you know, it's still, we want that paper, yeah. that cardstock in your Bible, mm-hmm. you know, that to have and to see. And, and see, paper and for that. me is just one more thing I have to throw away somewhere. <laughs> yeah. But so. but yeah, so it is it is on our social medias. You can find it on Instagram mm-hmm. and Facebook, mm-hmm. and then I'm also posting every day the the reading on our stories. Yes, and I'm not posting it for and more importantly, <laughs> I'm not posting it for y'all to read it. I'm to posting it to make sure I read it. I think it's great if you read it on the story and it's there for you, for you to read mm-hmm. it. But it's more there as uh, <laughs> making sure I read it. Hey, and when you're the media pastor and you're in charge of the those things, then you have I can to, do that. You, you can do that. So, because yeah. it does it does like being on a reading plan pours into the 167 so much. Oh yeah. And, oh yeah. And and completing may, maybe this is 
what changes your life. Maybe it's not, oh, but it can. It, it is. It's got the power to. Yeah. It's the word of God. Yeah. I know um, in the coming year, in the in the new year, um, in you know mid-January, we're going to start a, a series on Romans. Woo-hoo. So we're going to be doing a, an eight-week series on Romans. And I'm already working on a reading plan for that. Yeah. Um, so that when we get to that series, we'll we'll have a companion uh, reading plan. There I don't know well. how you're going to do it in eight weeks. Well, you know, I, I I'm kind of toying with a few different ideas. I kind of flo- I did float an idea yesterday to staff, and it kind of went over like like a, a lead balloon. It was uh, like, no. But and I thought about it later. It's like no, you're kind of right. I think probably what we'll do is we will we will definitely have conversation. I mean, you know, the the sermon will be focused on a passage, and mm-hmm. then the the community group like discussion will just go into another one and i i'm not sure i'm still playing with it yeah. we'll see there's just so much in romans i yeah. know i know there's I, churches that take a whole year i have a pastor friend who spent a year in romans and, and um and he didn't even get through all of it yeah, he's just the, like yeah his elder said it's time to move on yeah well and that's one of those things where uh, you know it's you would have people who would say no do it and then you'd have others go come on a minute um, let's move on, like you just said. So uh, try to find the happy medium in there and and um, and make it work. So um, yeah. Anyway, we're talking about reading plans. So yeah, <laughs> just trying to equip everybody in the one sixty seven. That's what we're doing. I mean, so. and and honestly, that's what we're here for. Yep, that's why we're here. So um, well, uh, I guess if there's nothing else, we got again. We have food Sunday this Sunday, mm-hmm. December fourth. Um, right after church, yeah. Do you want to tell our listening audience what you oh, announced to yeah, the ministry board on Tuesday? Yeah, so we had our... And technically, um, we haven't told them we, we haven't announced it yet. <laughs> so, yeah, um, on Tuesday, we had our uh, ministry celebration and business meeting. Our, our It's an annual meeting we have where we want to... We, all the ministry partners... Well, ministry partners are always welcome in any open board meeting um but it's when the ministry partners vote on the budget for the coming year and approve the nominations for any leadership positions that have opened up on the board or other key like volunteer roles um but also i mentioned and i should have looked it up but it was it was a couple weeks ago in a message on a sunday and i just mentioned that you know i really i i trusted that that the Lord was going to, to show us and bring us um, a person or persons to step into the role of connections pastor. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. That that is a, a, a position and a role within our church that I think, um, you know, we have we have done our best, you know, to do, doing our parts, each of us on staff, um, especially you and Kristen in many ways, um, me in other ways. We've mm-hmm. really tried to have to, to take over, you know, been playing that. zone. Yeah, and and there's just a need for someone to to come alongside and, and be that pastor to those who are coming into the church for the first time, wanting to get information, um, wanting to make contact, wanting to know about community groups, all those things, um, and and much more. And to me, primarily, even to continue to develop op- opportunities to to be involved in our community. Yep. Um, and so I'm super excited to announce that John and Taylor Crowell are our new Connections Pastors. Woo-hoo! So both of them, John and Taylor. You might know John. Um, if you don't know him, you have seen him. He plays just about every, every instrument. Mm-hmm. Uh, and most of our musicians would say he plays the, in- the instrument they normally play play better than they do. Um, he's a wildly, wildly... Um, a skilled musician um but so you've probably seen john and then his wife taylor uh is uh the the she's this a small little sprite of a of a lady no it, you, <laughs> she it, is but she's also pregnant too and she's a school teacher so god bless her and you've probably seen her recently taking pictures she takes pictures she's been around and she's been helping with the backpacks um mm-hmm. she will be the more the primary face on sunday morning because yep. john John's is involved on stage. in music and then together they will um, be, you know, d- developing this ministry. Uh, you know, I'll work alongside of them. The rest of the staff will too to help mm-hmm. them. But I'm very excited because I see this as a need, and I see this fulfilling even uh, ministry needs that we don't even know of right now. Yes. Um, but that they're going to bring to it, and I know that even 
um, that even you've had conversation with John where he's just got some really good insight and ideas mm-hmm, from, mm-hmm. you know, he military guy. Um, so they've traveled. Around. Yep. Yeah. So uh, I'm very excited to have uh, John and Taylor on our um, staff. So I'm, I'm just really, really excited mm-hmm. about it. I think it's, it's, a, it's a really good infusion into our staff. Mm-hmm. Um, and as, especially as we go into 2023, super yep. stoked about it. So, yeah, yeah. So tell them congratulations. Yeah, t- congratulations on the new job, on new the Bambino. Baby. They're going to have a Bambino little, yeah, little, little boy. boy in mm-hmm. February. And, um, yeah, so that's what's going on with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, December 11th, if you haven't already, if you're one of the lucky people that got to get yeah. a backpack for Christmas Impact. If you didn't come that Sunday, you didn't yeah. get one. See, that, and John Taylor will be in charge of Christmas Impact next year and yep. all that. So, yeah. uh, I know, right? Yay. Me and Kristen are excited about that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, December 11th, bring those back and we'll get them to, to those at the, in the school system. But yep. Josh, thank you. Well, and also, yes. uh, make a point to come to our December 18th Christmas music service. Yeah. Yeah. Um, band and tech work really hard to put this together. Yeah. And, uh, it, it, it's one of my favorite. I'm a production guy, so it's one of my <laughs> favorite things we do all year. Yeah. Um, you won't you won't be disappointed by coming. Yeah, the music's so good. Yep. Um, and then Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, our candlelight service. Yep. Three um, o'clock. And four thirty. And four thirty. Yeah. Yep. Child care for the three o'clock service. Yep. No child care at four thirty. Yep. And um, candlelight services both. Yep. Yep. And uh, and then we won't have stay in your pajamas on Christmas Day. Christmas and and if you weren't able to make it to our candlelight service, you'll be able to watch our candlelight service on Christmas morning. Yep, that's right. At ten thirty. There you go. <laughs> Write that all down. I'll have a post on it later <laughs> in the week. <laughs> There'll be more. Coming. There's so many posts I got to make. I have I to like stagger them we out. Got a and lot. I'm like, we got ah, a lot. We got a lot. When is this coming out? This afternoon. Tomorrow. <laughs> Ah. I know. I always ask you. I'm like, "Hey, when's this going out?" And you're like, "Let me look." Okay, then. All right, good. Just checking. So, um, thank you very much for what you do. You know, I, you. I hear often from people who are like, "I love the podcast," and thank you. And I've really got to know Josh. Listen to the podcast. So, um, thank you for this ministry. I, I know I've said it several times, but I'll just keep repeating it. I'm thankful for. Thank you for the. Um, you know, whenever I said, what about, I don't know if you floated podcast or I did, but I really didn't think it was going to go. You had, long. you had a, you've had a couple ideas about yes. a podcast. And then I was like, well, I'm going to have to be there anyway. Why don't you and me just do it? <laughs> right. So I appreciate it very much. It's been good. Hey, listeners, thanks for hanging with us today. I hope you've been encouraged. Um, if you haven't started the reading plan, start right now. Start you've got on three days. You've, you've knocked out three days. That's right. And this comes out on Thursday, so you just need to catch up on Wednesday and, You're and today. That's right. So we will hopefully see you Sunday, and we will talk to you soon. Bring your appetite Sunday. Yep. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the 167 Podcast. Join us next time more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.